Folks, we are live. Episode number 12 of the New York Sports Exchange and your Kansas Jayhawks, as I say this with a smile on my face, are your national champions. Uh, how do I how, how do I put this? Uh, Saturday, I'll just jump. I'll dive straight into it. We have Damon O'Keefe on once again, as promised. Saturday was a very, very good but it brought misery to me and Oaks you have the floor <laughs> well Dan I have to tell you it was uh, probably one of the most memorable evenings in watching sports in my entire career uh, Carolina taking down Duke in a not such a flawless way uh, the Duke had their opportunities uh, but of course the free throw line comes back to haunt them uh, and, and unfortunately, they're going to have to explain that to their own kids one day on how they could not make free throws. In a I'm going to have to explain. I'm going to have to explain that to my kids. <laughs> Man, uh, I mean, coach, I mean, they're looking at those free throws and they are going back to that uh, as they watch Mr. Love hit the dagger about four feet off the line late in the game. And uh, overall, though, I like, like we said, it was a back and forth battle. Um, and I, I will tell you, my phone was blowing up when Duke went up seven late in the second half there. And there was a lot of Tar Heel fans not having a lot of faith. But then, of course, in Duke fashion, they give up a 9-0 run within a minute. And uh, here we are talking about the North Carolina Tar Heels sending Coach K right out the door. And don't let it hit you in the ass on the way out. So phenomenal, <laughs> <Wow>. phenomenal, phenomenal <laughs> game. Uh, there were a lot. <laughs> Go, Tim. Shocked? I mean, what? last time, last time we had Oaks on, the way you sounded, you were talking about North Carolina. It just sounded like you thought they were gonna win. And no, I didn't think they were gonna win. I knew it was gonna be a close game. Like I didn't think it was gonna be like a. Oh. There was not a lot of confidence on the stand side of things. You, you were giving uh, which, them the edge. <laughs> which, in true Duke fashion, that's how they get. You know, God forbid things get tough. We know how things go. So, <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna pull are, are are you gonna pull the back injury card or like whatever with Code K? I was back hurt. He just left. Yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> it was just in very great fascist style. And uh, I watched the North Carolina celebration probably about four times. It was sent to me in two different ways. <laughs> uh, and it was uh, it, it was it was it's great to see them flying across the court to the Carolina faithful. Uh, and my man Pat Sullivan, who we went over last time, who I know pretty well, assistant coach for the Tar Heels, and uh, two former players of mine were down there. They sent me pictures. It was great. But uh, Mr. Sullivan, with his shirt out, is putting his Carolina out there for the faithful to hear. Uh, and then we had, of oh, course, our, our we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about Pat Sullivan later. We'll talk about Pat Sullivan eventually. But uh, I want to get to some of the things that people did to me on social media. Uh, I don't know who did this, but to the person that photoshopped my face onto Pedro Martinez and said, I guess I have to sit here and call UNC my daddy. Fuck you. That's just mean. <laughs> that is just mean. <laughs> that is just mean. I mean, that's like a double whammy for you, Dan. That's like, that's like double whammy. That's like, that's like a brutal one-two punch. Oh, you know what was even Pedro. more? Oh, hey, Pedro. <laughs> but 
an awful one-two punch was in the span of 20 minutes when Duke lost, and I found out that Estelle Harris died, who the woman who played George Costanza's mom. That was a very... <laughs> That was a very time for morning for two things. Coach K's gone, she passes. It's like so a different. double it's like a double morning. It's like And then your there. face gets photoshopped all over the place oh here. My, my face uh <laughs> face gets photoshopped. I, I maybe. Like some of some of these people are mean spirit of a human being, like of a great human being like myself. <laughs> and I see the look on all your faces, you're like He's a dude. Let's come I mean, yes, uh, price to pay for salvation. But yeah, I mean, there were moments where I thought there was never a moment where I thought, yeah, they had this in the bag. Even when they w- did go up seven, and I was like, they they just couldn't hold a lead. Duke just couldn't hold a lead, and not to put the blame on anyone. Nothing new. Shut up. <laughs> Not to put the blame on anyone, but Mark Will- Mark Williams has to make those free throws. Like that. That's it's haunted me for for that's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life. Like as it I can't. Th- as it should. Of course. Let's face the facts here. Let's just face. Here are the facts, gentlemen. Okay. In ten years, right when. The 2022 National Championship Tournament is talked about. The first thing that's coming up is, yes, that was a tournament that the Tar Heel knocked Duke out and Coach K went on his merry way. Let's just understand, no one's talking about Kansas being the national champions first. Uh, the first thing people are saying is, best Final Four ever because... It was, it was the best out, Final Four ever. Knocked out, uh, I mean, North Carolina knocked out Duke. That's, that's going to be the first thing said. I will say this as an unbiased college basketball fan. That game was quite possibly one of the greatest games I think I've ever seen. No, a, hands down. It was a great game. Uh, could have been a little bit more down at the end, down at the stretch, if the free throws go down. Could have been a little bit more exciting in a sense, a little bit more climatic. Um, but I thought a great quote that was said the next day was that game had so much history because both teams from the other, from the both crowd bases from the other two teams that played all stayed and watched that game. Whereas usually, like Villanova loses, all those fans usually part ways and go to New Orleans and go have a good time. Kansas wins, those fans usually part ways to go celebrate their victory. Bourbon Street. Right? <laughs> and one announcer was basically like, usually half the building leaves after the first game. And those, both those fan bases stayed and that place stayed packed the whole entire time for the significance of that game right there. Yeah, but this this is quite possibly one of the worst losses I've experienced as just a fan as a fan of anything. Like I I was too young to remember the Yankees blowing a 3-0 lead to the Red Sox. So that. like this yeah, Shut up. <laughs> Another beautiful moment in sports, I hate to say. <laughs> I rewatched that a lot, yeah. <laughs> I rewatched that a bit. You know what else? I love when, uh, when Ken Griffey and the Mariners took you guys down. That was a great one, too. Okay, we, was- three, we three-peated after that, so... <laughs> I, I can live with that. I can, I can live with that. But... I mean, I mean, Dan, I, I, mean, think, of, I mean, think about the, the whole year as a whole. I mean, I, I mean what Duke suffered in a three-week span, 
Like, losing to Carolina yeah. last day, Camden Indoor, and then now they can't even they can't even pull Coach K out of the weeds for the last one against UNC. Couldn't do it. There's no much for you either. They're not in the playoffs. This is just thank, thank, God, thank, thank God. Thank God opening day is tomorrow, or else I'd be uh, – and the Rangers are good. Like, I'd literally – I don't know what I'd be doing with myself right now. <laughs> like, I, like, there's no way. There's no way I could function. And there's, like, and it's just, the, like, the foul trouble. Theo John getting four fouls in the first half was, I mean, he did score six points. But that, you, out of all, like, asking the three of you this, have you ever seen anyone get four fouls in the first half in a college basketball game? <laughs> Not to my knowledge, I can't remember anyone doing uh, that. Yeah. yeah, I can't recall that. I just don't know why he's not out immediately after the third one. That's 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 my whole thing. But well, because they wanted, I'm guessing the strategy was they wanted to save fun. Mark. Well, no, they wanted to. Uh, <laughs> they. <Okay. Maybe. laughs> he was already he gave up on the game. <laughs> they wanted to preserve. They wanted to save Mark Williams because he already had two, so you didn't want to risk him getting the third. But at the same time, I could. There, it made more sense to take Theo out when he did have three, and then you can just play Paolo Bancaro at the five, and then go small. And when they went small, like it worked. Yeah, they they actually played well. They spread they spread Carolina out when they got small, and that was they, they had a hard time with that. Um, but. Unfortunately for you, Dan, that was not the case. They're all You can wipe the sweat off your forehead all you want here, Dan, but it's. Uh, it, it's I just. It, so. it, it's it's bad. Like I. I mean, I, I want to talk about a little post game. What happened to that fight? I yeah. A little in. For those really, for those who don't. When I mentioned that we get to Pat Sullivan later, uh, this is what we're talking about at the handshake line. Apparently, Pat Sullivan got into it with uh, the heir apparent, John Shire. So, Oaks, you have the inside. You have the inside information. The people source, Damon O'Keefe, ladies and gentlemen, of the floor. So, according to uh, my Tar Heel sources, uh, who of course are uh, re- related to Pat Sullivan, who are at the game, uh, of course, it, the text message was, "We're flying after that. After things settled down in the Tar Heel celebration over Duke." Um, and I'll read you what was said. For those that don't know, uh, I, I will say Pat Sullivan was uh, definitely, uh, definitely very happy at the end of that game, celebrating with his uh, with his chest out, shirt shirt definitely out, Tar Heel, but you know caught up in the moment. But as they went to go shake hands, um, the class act of all class acts strikes again. Mr. Nolan uh, would not. Uh, it's not what it was. So wow, I thought, was, I thought it was Carowell. Nope, it was Nolan. Wow. Uh, would not look anybody in the eye and just put his head down and look away as he shook the hands of players and coaches as they went down. And Pat Sullivan, with of course they had their interesting situation with last time, uh, shook his hand uh, and told him basically, shake hands like a man. And the next person that was up on the line and he basically told Shire to get his hat on So that's basically what started the, the little bit of the feud there is when he directed everything at Shire and told him to get his house in order. 
So I thought go. it would be terrible. Well, Nolan Smith just took a job. He's now the associate head coach of Louisville with Kenny Payne. Okay. So, so that, that, that that's not order and told him to go to Louisville. So, <laughs> so. It's, uh, it's not shocks. Very Duke fashion for uh, yeah, very Duke fashion. I'm not shocked. Uh, yeah. uh, not shocked either. You know, it's just the no, man was. Yeah. Uh, th- these are all former players of Coach K. You think they they wanted it just as much as the players? I wanted it just as the players. I don't even play. <laughs> I'm well, just a, yeah, psych- a psychopath fan. Well, and when you get back into you know former player Coach K, this is obviously a Coach K culture thing, the disrespect of other teams, and you know, this is what happens when, when you see things like this happen. I'm just saying, he embeds his culture into players, and you see what happens. Disrespect. I just you know, uh, can't handle it at the end of the game. They just uh, can't just can't shake hands, look somebody in the eye, and say, "Hey, listen, you got the better of us," which which they did. So. I, I well, still have those in, freaks. In a teachable moment, by the way. In a very oh, teachable moment. with the life lessons. Stop <laughs> 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 with the life lessons. Give me a break. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I want to talk about life Monday lessons. a little bit. Um, yes, we're bring this one. Um, I just want to... Towards the end of that game, and uh, I, I forget who it was. So the, the court, did anyone else notice that little... Court oh, Baycott. Yeah, the uh, court. Baycott, yeah. The, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like that's it's a little controversial there because I don't think he rolls his ankle and turns the ball over. The fact that obviously doesn't pop out. So, I mean, uh, had a point. yeah, I don't know about the turnover. I don't, I don't think the injury becomes that bad, and I think he goes on to to, to play significantly there at the end of the game. I and mean, he was he was playing pretty well uh, for a guy that had you know eighty percent of an ankle. Uh, thought he played well uh, throughout the whole entire game, um, but. To, Carolina, though, we, we cannot make excuses on that game. I mean, you cannot let a 15-point game get away from you in the first nine minutes of the second half. Um, and an unfortunate, in my opinion, too many quick shots uh, during their run, um, and it kind of let them get back in it. But also on the flip side, the quick shots got us to the final anyway. So uh, kind of... Uh, at this thing, finally, we got caught at our own game. Let's put it that way. So, so this is Kansas's what, their fourth national t- fourth or fifth? I thought it was their fifth. Could be their fourth. Not a story. Exactly. I think it's their fourth. Their first since two thousand eight. And I did actually that uh, uh, they have like five level one violations from the NCAA. So this title. Like actually might be getting taken. I don't think it's going to get taken away, but it's probably for something like incredibly stupid, like emailing or breathing on a recruit during the dead period. But uh, that's just how the end. Like put gas in their car or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thing change. Thing change at a. (laughs) 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 But like at the same, yeah. But uh, rules are rules, as no matter how fucking ridiculous they are but i want to know where does this like so now that coach k is gone he's done to and oaks you can put a smile on your face as i said that but whatever uh but so who are we thinking now is like the best coach 
by credit. So I'm Rick not Patino. saying like I was, say, I was just going to say Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino is one of them. All right, I all right, Iona, settle down. Uh, you could definitely throw Bill Self in there because if you look at Kansas, Kansas, they make it to the they make it to the second weekend almost every year. I think last year, like of all the final four teams, who was talked about the least? Kansas. They were. And that was obviously based off of recency bias because Villanova won in 16 and 18. So, like, obviously, they're going to get some attention. And then Duke-UNC, that event, that that debacle was just all people were talking about. And I don't think people were giving Kansas enough love. Kansas, they were – and the fact that they were even a one seed and they weren't even being talked about. Like, that was – to me, that was just insane because you got – you got Ochai Ibaji, who won Big 12 Player of the Year. You got David McCormick, who's a phenomenal big man. You got Christian Brown, who's a great, great older older player. Mitch Lightfoot is a six foot is a six year senior. He's like that's all. I think that's all Kansas does. They just get players that you just think are on the team forever, like Perry Ellis, and now it's Mitch Lightfoot. But I I think that it I think it goes Patino. Jay Wright, Bill Self, for like the the three, the main three right now, is in that order. So I, because obviously you got, because you got Patino, who's he's done it all for years, as, and he'll except although he did, except for that yeah, Ryder tough loss, but uh, <laughs> Ryder, and uh, then you got Jay Wright. Two national championships, and they always see—they always seem to get in the second weekend every year. Although they did have a few down years in nineteen and back in nineteen and back in and the canceled year in twenty, and then you got Kansas, who I think they've made it to like the second weekend like half the times that they've been in the tournament, which is ridiculous. I'm gonna go this- out of those out of those three, right? Uh, I will I will say, kind of, I mean, kind of a hard generational gap in a sense, um, because a guy like Rick Pitino, in my opinion, goes into like the Calipari's of the world and, and into that like era there. Um, I, I think Rick Pitino is coaching now to try to restate his name after everything that has kind of happened to him. Like I, I have Bill Self as quality program, class act all the way through. Uh, and on top of that, I have uh, Jay Wright as the same. Uh, you're not getting any allegations out of these guys. Whereas with Pitino, listen, Hall of Fame coach, don't get me wrong. I'm <laughs> coach. I, I, I don't have him on the top of that list. I got, I got, I got Jay Wright, Bill Self before Rick Pitino. Wow. Like, who else is up? It, like, right now, it makes sense. I mean, Patino's late coaching Iona. Like, they're at the two biggest schools in the country. Yeah. He's I mean, kind I mean of, listen, you go back by, like I said, he's a great coach. Yeah. He's just he's just done some things over the years that, like, yeah. just got a question. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really uh, too much of a fan of the I agree. World. I agree. You know, you know, he wanted, you know, he wanted Sienna. Can you imagine? And then... Uh, they didn't. 
Patino did some unFranciscan like things in the past, so uh, we declined. I tell you, one of my favorite coaches, and I wish they did better. Uh, a guy who I love uh, is Bruce Pearl. Uh, I love Bruce. I love him. Uh, I've always loved Bruce Pearl, whoever he's coached for. Um, I think he takes guys, he takes programs, and he builds guys up. He builds builds leaders. Um, and I just wish they played better in this tournament. Uh, and they had a great year, but they just they choked it up in the first round, of course, and uh, just could not get it done. Uh, but I don't know, he's one of my he's one of my favorites in the college basketball world. Do you, what what do you think about uh, Ed Cooley of Providence? Great year. Um, Great year. Went watched Providence a few times. To recruit like that and to be productive in the Big East, and at one point, I think they were ranked eighth in the nation. Eight or nine. Nine. So they're eight, nine in the nation, top ten. Um, again, that's stellar job right there. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and it was. It was crazy to me how like every game, no matter who they pl- like who they played, like Vegas would like give them, they'd give them nothing. Like there'd be times when they would play like, like they played like St. John's and uh, give it given St. John's was pretty decent this year, but like they were giving them like three, two to three points on the road. I felt they were. I felt like they were much better, and everyone had them getting knocked out first round to uh, South Dakota State because they've just been in, they've been in too many close games. But like, if you're winning twenty, what were they? Twenty eight and five. Yeah, I mean, if they if they're winning games, like they just like I mean, they're finding a way. I think, I think I had them beating Kansas, right? I think they were in that bracket. Providence. I, I had them. Yeah. Right? That's what I, I thought, right? The, yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah. actually had. I mean, but, you know, unfortunately, they didn't, get it, they didn't get it where it needed to be. I was dumb and took, uh, I, I went with the recency bias and said I was hot, and that did not work out. <laughs> I said I was, I, so I had Providence losing to Iowa in the second round, but, eh. What are you going to do? You live and you learn. I like, uh, Mark Adams at Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, I don't, again, he, I don't know much about him. Um, what he great, did great to that year. program, what he did to that program, Chris Beard leaves. Adams was an assistant for Beard at Texas Tech. Adams could have had the option to go to Texas and be an assist and be under the wing of Chris Beard, but he elected not to. He took the job at Texas Tech, got twelve guys to from the transfer portal, and they still. And it it felt like I was watching a a team being coached by Chris Beard, if not better. The, their defense was just ridi- like was ridiculous. Like I felt like I was watching Jared Culver and Matt Mooney or whatever his that Mooney kid from the national championship team. Like I think I, I, I was they they well exceeded my expectations this year and I give props to the Red Raiders. I, I'm not sorry for ending your season, though. Just, just, <laughs> make, just let me clear. I, let me have something, Oaks. Please, let me have something. <laughs> like, like this is oh. why you're bringing up Texas Tech because you want to talk about. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you want to talk about Duke winning. <laughs> no, That's all you want to talk about. No, I think Tech. No, I think honestly, 
If it was if it wasn't for Tommy Lloyd, all he wanted to talk about. If it wasn't for Tommy Lloyd, Mark Adams was going to be the coach of the year. Yeah. All right. Well, you said that. You just had to get that Duke kid in there. Yeah. Oaks, I, I see you wearing your uh, Nets gear, and I know I know college basketball is now done with, and the NBA playoffs are coming up. And me being a Cavs fan, it seems like it's going to be the playing matchup. Uh, I know right now the Cavs' interior defense is pretty banged up, so it's it's going to be kind of rough for them. And I could definitely see Brooklyn beating them, but what do you really think the Nets have to do to beat Cleveland? Because I know it's been a rough stretch for Cleveland, but they do they are pretty good defensively, and I know Oak Rose. He's a bigger guard, uh, bigger forward, and they'll, uh, they'll play decent defense. But what do you think? The Nets, yeah. You think it's Kevin Durant that's going to take over? Uh, it is defense. Um, because right now it is uh, it is disgusting that you've got Kevin Durant goes for a double nickel last Sunday and they lose. Uh, at, one point, at one point he had 48 points and they were down eight in the game. I don't know how many people are putting on that type of performance, and they're not not even in the game. Like eight points in the NBA, I know you can go quick either way, but like it's like you're looking at the screen and you're like, they're not a one, it's nothing. Like that, and then Kyrie last night. Kyrie goes for ridiculous number last night, and here they are with the Houston Rockets of all team, like maybe <laughs> seven of those you guys. You had Jalen Green and Kevin Porter going for 30-plus last night. <laughs> and they, they just give up a 19-0 run. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, don't get me wrong, they pull out the game great, but... <laughs> You're like, wins a win. win. Um, I hate to say it. I will... I. The fact that the Nets are banking on Durant and Kyrie to average 30 a game each in the playoffs is going to be a tough order. Um, but that's going to have to take. I feel bad for you. I think they're better than Cleveland right now. Yeah, I, 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 Cleveland's banged up. Banged up. But in a one-game series, you can go, you can go either way. Um, yeah. You know, I, with any of that, I, I t- to tell you, that I think the scary team in that one, in that one-game thing is the Hornets because they can put up a huge number on you. Uh, yeah, if they're yeah. playing well, um, like those guys, the Hawks matchup. Yeah, I think that Hawks. The Haw- yeah, that Hawks matchup's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think it's Trey Young's gonna definitely shoot a lot, and I think those two guards are gonna go back and forth with each other. So I think that's gonna be a high-scoring game. I also, unfortunately, think that Cleveland can't keep up with the Nets' scoring pace whatsoever, and with their interior defense so banged up, if the Nets go on some kind of run, I don't think they come back. So I think the whole question is, can they stop? Letting you know, guys get in because yeah. they they just lost they just lost to Orlando. I, they were getting beat on the boards. Mo Bamba had 22 points and 12 rebounds because Moses Brown just isn't a great center. So if they're gonna lose to teams like Orlando, they're not gonna be able to beat Brooklyn. That's just I don't think this is their year. So we'll see if they can bounce back. But it's gonna be an interesting game. I'll be excited to watch it. Yeah, I think a Garland and Irving matchup is pretty exciting for the guard play. So 100. percent I mean, I love Garland. He is uh, he's a great player. Um, but I think I think with the, I think what's cool about this whole conversation, it, it's starting. The NBA is starting to hold ground again, in a sense, where it's like when I was growing up in the NBA, like you you got eight nine teams on each side of the board, east and west, where they have two to three legitimate players, um, and you are finally getting it back to that situation. Uh, you look at the west, there's phenomenal players on multiple teams. You look at the east, there's phenomenal players. 
Um, I think we got a playoff coming up that is going to be one of the, the best NBA playoffs that we will see in a long time. Yeah, I, I honestly couldn't it, agree. I think it's going to be very interesting thing, to watch. Yeah. The thing with the Nets, though, honestly, I think it's I think it's Steve Nash because his in-game adjustments are just. I, I he's not. I think Blake Griffin should be playing. It to tell you the truth. Yeah, over I mean, James Johnson. Yeah, it's I James mean, Blake, Johnson. <laughs> I mean, Blake Griffin is just—he's old. Like he's not like. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, James I Johnson's pretty like, old. When when Blake Griffin came out of Oklahoma, I was like suspect. Would he do well in the NBA? Because like, really, he came out. He was a dunker. That's what he was. He was a dunker. He didn't have a—he he, he didn't have a lot of height to him. He didn't have a mid-range game. To his credit, he developed that. Had a good. I mean, my Blake Griffin had a good six, eight years in the NBA. Like, he pr- he proved it to you in Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> Must have been. He's running out of time, and you know, uh, I I don't blame Nash for that. I really don't. Um, I think. I mean, you start coming out of timeouts, and the play is give the ball to Kyrie and watch him dribble. I don't. I don't. I don't per- personally agree with that. Uh, but you're also talking about maybe in the game so I, 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 I don't so yep. it's it's a hard it's a hard one to, to blame it on all I think defensively that's where you should be hitting it because they can't defend a lick so, yeah well so. the defense problem is I think it's huge I mean once they get out of this play it's it's either Durant and Kyrie both score 50 or they're not winning a single game Simmons Simmons but, is coming back the playoffs potentially you would lock up yeah anyone. if they get out of the you can lock up yeah that is a that's true, but he hasn't played, and I mean, we haven't seen him play basketball in a year, so I don't know I what the mean, hell he's going to do. I mean, Peter and the guy Barry, is having if, panic attacks. Really if you think Ben Simmons is stepping on the court this year for the new for the for the Brooklyn Nets, you, in my opinion, you are one hundred percent wrong. That, if that they get far is, enough, maybe. that man is not the uniform this year. I think mentally, mentally, still. Yeah, still mentally, he's not good. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. all up here right now. He's he's like a once, once you start like a, once you start, saw him start passing up layups in the playoffs, that's when you know, all right, this guy is it's really messed up up there. I mean, there's a lot of things going on that just aren't working for him. What? So if you think if you think that he's playing in the playoffs, what's going to happen if the Nets somehow match up with the Sixers? That, Drummond's going to get killed. I don't know. Yeah, Drummond's going to get killed. I mean, if you think that happens. You think Ben Simmons gonna gonna play in a seven game series with the Sixers after what? No. After that shit show in Philly? No way. <laughs> no. And and if he did, he'd be terrible. I think his it completely booed out of the game. <laughs> I, I don't feel like you know like when like a returning player or like a, a return like when tr- when Trey back to the Garden every time he touched the ball they'd boo him like that wouldn't be the situation for Ben Simmons. I think every time Ben Simmons breathes, they boo him. That's how fucking crazy Philly yeah, is. I think, uh, I think we all know Philly fans are. Oof. They're out of I've been to plenty of giant eagle games at the Meadowlands where I went to the I went to the Deshaun the Jackson game. Yeah. I was the Deshaun Jackson yeah. game when I was eight, I was eight years old, and that's something I'll never forget for the rest of my life. This is what sports bring me: nothing but misery. <laughs> it's been proven. No, 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 no. It has been proven. I was six when the Yankees won a World Series. Don't tell me to stop. <laughs> I've been alive for a Mets World Series. Can you relax? Like the I Mets are a championship in my life. I've never seen a championship. Uh, win one. Really? That was great. Really? 
Never. 19 years. Never won. I'll tell you this. I was also at that Deshaun Jackson game. A little older than Stan, of course. Uh, it was my wife. Is a huge, my wife is a huge Giant fan, and we sat 50 row on the 50 yard line on the third tier, though, right? And I've never heard as he's crossing the 20. You know he's going in the end zone. The place went completely silent. Like it was like you could not hear anything. And then he scored, and about. 80,000 F-bombs all at once was... No. <laughs> I'm probably one of them. Yeah, right? probably so one of them. I'll never forget this. I grab my wife's hand, and I go, um, you're not leaving my side, and we're walking down through the tunnel, and if you have to go to the bathroom, you have to wait until you get outside to a porta potty because there's no way you're going to a bathroom. And she's like, I don't understand. What's the big deal? I'm like, I'm not going to show you the big deal. We just got to walk. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're walking. We get to the second level. I'll never forget this. And we go by where one of the bathrooms were, but we're still a tunnel. And I grab her and I yank her back. I go, that's why. Right? And there is a there is a giant fan. There is a person in front of him in line to go to the bathroom, just throwing random haymakers into this Eagles bathroom. Right? <laughs> And the saddest part is, in his left hand is his fifth grade son. Oh, and, I, God. and I go, that is exactly why we are walking out of here right now. Oh, my. You know, a, a situation like that happened. Uh, I was at the Islanders-Penguins game seven playoff game in 2013. And there was a controversial call in overtime that gave Pittsburgh a power play. And they won. They scored in overtime. I remember leaving, and I was going out at the old Coliseum, and I see Lemieux going in an elevator, and he has a couple guys around him because Mario Lemieux was in the game, and there's a bunch of people trying to jump Lemieux, and they're trying to fight them. There's Penguins fans trying to pull him <laughs> off, and there's guys around Lemieux trying to push him. My dad's screaming at him, screaming at Lemieux, and they're all throwing punches, and there's like just me and these little kids walking out, and I would just never forget that. Lemieux getting almost jumped at the Islander game. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a riot in the parking lot that game, Oaks. In the metal at the Meadowlands, that every loss, I, my grandpa was a season ticket holder, and what a game that we picked to go! But uh, after every loss, they would give away free cans of Pepsi Max, and they would just like leave them in like a bin, and you just like fucking take them. I'm I'm eight years old. I'm distraught after what I just saw. Fuck you, Matt Dodge. But I'm around the parking lot i see like so many pepsi mac full pepsi max cans like in the air and people are just taking them from like that garbage bag and they're just fucking throwing it all over the place it was it was an out it, I, I think it was an experience that i will never forget for the rest of my life yeah Great. oh my god Let's do this, i know you guys gotta get terrence on eventually here but how about we do this? Because I know I'm, I, I won't be probably attending the show here for a little bit. Uh, oh, you're, you're officially you're officially a recurring guest. Yeah, two appearances, I, two appearances. You're a recurring guest. Yeah, we should put we should make a wall of fame. Yeah, and you're the first you're the first one on it. Well, I appreciate that. So I think we do this for the NBA, right? So we got Peter on here now. Uh, I figured since we we don't have time to really go through everything, but we have all the teams set, right? We have the, yeah. ten, the, the 10 teams on each side that are set, right? We'll take, how about we take, we take two teams each, all right? We'll do two teams each, all right? 
we'll go in order here, right? Of uh, of who's of who's picking first or whatever, right? We'll take two teams each, and then winner gets twenty dollars from everybody. Gets the, gets the Venmo from everybody. What do you say? Oh wow! Yeah, I'm down. Go, I'm Let's in. do it. All right, we can all separate from twenty bucks, right? I think we all can figure. Yeah, out. I, I, yeah. I think we'll live. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's fun. We can do this now. You guys aren't in high school anymore. This is the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we. So I, I say since I've since I've been on here and I started this thing, I, I said we will give Peter the first hurrah here. You, can, you choose anybody you want, Pete. Any team. Any team. Phoenix. That's good. All right. Right. I, I, I'm writing it down or stand a lot. Can, I got it. Can we? Can no repeat teams, right? Like, no. you no just repeats. gotta pick. Can't, can't no repeats? Okay. Repeats. Okay. No repeats. All right, Lotto, you're up next. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna take Memphis. All right. Stan, who do you got? Uh, this is gonna be my dark horse. Give me the Boston Celtics. I like that. Was, I was between Memphis and the Celtics for me. I am taking. I'm so happy you guys went one, two, and three here. I I am taking the team I told you last time on this episode is repeating as champions this year. The Milwaukee. Bucks. Ooh, that's a good one. That is what I'm going with. All right, so we'll mix it up a little bit here next time around. Uh, Lada, we'll give you the floor now. Uh, you know what? I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go with Miami Heat. All right. Fake fan didn't pick the Cavs. They're not winning. <laughs> I don't see them winning. I do not see them winning. Garrett Allen's hurt. Mobley's hurt. Who's up, me? Uh, no, I'm out. I am deciding between two teams, and that team out of the two is going to be. I'm going to go with the Sixers. All right. You know they're not winning. <laughs> and then we got uh, Peter. Who do you got? Uh, Rap City. Toronto. Oh, yeah. They're, they're an underdog. Especially if they match up with the Nets. Kyrie ain't playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Oh. I didn't even think oh, about God. that. Oh, God. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, I will go. I, I'm going to go to the West. Uh, and I, I am going, I'm going to go with the Jazz. I like that. Wow. Don the Mitchell, the boys. We'll get it done. Yep. Um, Future now, Nick. <laughs> I think Golden State's a little bit of a dark. I think they. Yeah, I was deciding between Philly and Golden State. I mean, we can go another round if we have to. We could. Uh, enough teams? Uh, there is enough teams. Yeah. There's definitely enough. We can go another round, or we can wait a couple of weeks to see. Who is around and second chance, second chance bracket. Yeah, see, right. see uh, who's still sticking around. All right, so Peter, you got the Suns and the Raptors. Stan, you got the Celts and the Sixers. Lotto, the Grizzle and the Heat, and I got the Bucks and the Jazz. Yep. And we'll wow. All, we'll see how it all plays you out. You the Jazz? I, mean, you, I like the Jazz. I do. Yeah. You like the Jazz? I don't know. I they, uh, like they, Jazz. They, they cause matchup issues. <laughs> so you like jazz? Oh my god! Yeah, no, but I feel like I, I, after all this with Donovan Mitchell hating Rudy Gobert and hating being in Utah, and will eventually get traded to the Knicks. You don't think that? Uh... Oh, oh, relax. Take a deep breath over there. They're not even in. 
How many edits were there of Kevin Durant in a Knicks jersey? I mean, that was ridiculous. It was like a hundred. No, there were too many of KD, Kyrie, and Zion on the same picture. It was, it was the it was the same thing. It was all right. We're getting KD. So what else can we add to this Knicks roster? It wasn't if we're getting KD. It was when we're getting KD. Now look at him. Uh, and then yeah, I, and then I tried to do it. It should have been LeBron, KD, everybody. We didn't even talk about this. The Lakers are out. Lake shows yeah, it's out. Been, yeah. Uh, oh, time in my household. My son, my son uh, is pissed. Uh, he is. Uh, he is not. Happy. Son's a Laker fan. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys, would have, you guys would have been proud of him. I mean. We went out to dinner Sunday night. The Sunday was really the dagger. That game was was the, the dagger game. But you knew they weren't beating the Suns last night. Right? Oh, so, yeah. So Sunday was kind of like the game. And he uh, we went to 303, that, uh, the restaurant in the uh, 303 drive range, right? And we're sitting there knocking down some wings. And he's just on his phone watching the Laker demise as each bucket is going in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, this season's more, tough. It's tough more to, it's, more to, you know. It's tough for them to play. Anthony Day to Day Davis just he plays yeah. once every fifteen games. It's hard to win when you're banking on. Well, think about that. Oh, it was only I think it's only nineteen games they played together this year, the three of them. Yeah. Um, and and, it, and it, even in those nineteen games, I think they went ten and nine. Yeah, I'm not so, sure. That 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 was uh, never. Yeah. Uh, like the four, the it's, 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 it's just terrible. I haven't, and their defense is horrible. They have no shooters in this style of NBA. They were just not built to win. They just weren't. That yeah. and Russell Westbrook too. Like the, the Lakers were his third team in three years. Yeah. If you really think guy, about it, I, I love Westbrook because the way he plays, his intensity. But we, I watched a lot of Westbrook this year, and it is really amazing how many layups he misses. Like. The fundamentals. Everything's getting to his head. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never seen a man go from one side to the backboard to the other and, like, not even hit the rim. I don't triple know. threat. <laughs> triple, the Peter Mellon triple threat special. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. Get back to his fundamentals. Same I, uh, with the... Uh, never. I have, a, I have a question for you guys. Um, I don't know. I... I Clippers much. Does anyone know if Kawhi's coming back for the playoffs if they get out no. of the plane? I know Paul George is back. Kawhi's not coming back? I don't I think. Out for the year. I actually haven't heard a word about Kawhi. Uh, I heard only because I heard this with George getting healthy, uh, and the, the, they love this unit that they have. This young, this young group that they got there. That group was able to keep around until Paul George got back. Now, of course, they feel they can make some noise here, uh, but they are very excited for next year when Kawhi does return because they think this team is going to be ready to roll. Yeah, so, well, they are. They are Walker. Oh, you, I can't you guys watch no Milwaukee game, and they yep. won one fifty three to one nineteen. I mean, that's just and yep. PG wasn't even in, so they could definitely make. Yeah, sense. now that now they got Paul George back, like I'll say, it, Terrence Mann's a good play. like he, if he can build off from what he did last year against the Jazz and led them to the conference finals with Paul George. I think they could. It's a they're not gonna be. They're not gonna be this powerhouse, but they can definitely like. They can make a run. Reggie Jackson. I love watching Jackson play. I think he's so electric on the court, especially against the Lakers. Bobby Schmurder. Yeah, when he was yeah. messing with rest. Oh, I love. I love Reggie Jackson. I love watching and, him play. Like likes the the big moment at the end. He's a guy that loves to lift it right at the end. So uh, yeah. he is. He is one of them. 
All right, gentlemen, I have to get going here. I got to get my guy to basketball. Uh, uh, always, always a uh, pleasure to be on. I the people sourced. Uh, I will tell you this though. I know you got Terrence Mulvey coming on. I got Brooks Kepka taking home. The yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. I think we all hate Deshambo here. I think we all hate Deshambo here. There we go. Uh, I, uh, I, I think Brooks. Oh, we have to talk about Deshambo. Did you, did you see what he? Did you see what he did? With did Dude Perfect. Oh my God! It was the most disturbing thing I think I've ever seen. They did Dude Perfect did a collab with Bryson DeChambeau, and they did like an all sports golf battle on Augusta National Golf Course. So like, what they do is, what they do is, you basically, yeah, that is a phenomenal. Let's go, Brooksy! But basically, it's like you play golf, but like not with like a club and a golf ball. Like you could. For, like, your driver, you could, like, throw a football, and they were, like, yeah. doing, they were, like, doing that shit on Amen Corner, and I, really? I may just, that? Augusta allowed that. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And I might be just, yeah. I might just be just angry because I hate Dude Perfect, and I hate Bryson DeChambeau, but I cannot believe that Augusta, Augusta National allowed that. All right, well, All right, yes. it was great having you well, on. You, yeah. It was great. Enjoy, it was a pleasure. Uh, enjoy opening day of baseball tomorrow and Friday. Uh, it's a big day for us baseball fans. And um, maybe we'll be able to get into that, too, and maybe in a couple of weeks here at the NBA playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Cannot wait. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. Thanks, Alex. Enjoy. And, uh, Dan, one last time. Hit the button. Fantastic interview with Damon O'Keefe. Always he is. delivers, Always delivers once again, and now for our second portion of our episode today, ladies and gentlemen, Terrence Mulvey of First Class Sports. What is up, guys? Well, what's going on? Welcome yeah, on. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no problem. For anyone who doesn't know, I was uh, on First Class Sports yesterday. We talked a little bit of baseball, and I, 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 would, I want to talk it here now because we did mention some. Uh, pretty ludicrous things that dropped yesterday like the bleach report top 25 list we'll get into that a little bit later but you know opening day coming up soon i just want to talk some baseball so i'm glad we have Don's a huge baseball guy i just have a few questions for you to start off um i know you and stan this is first having two yankees fans on the podcast first you know me and pete i got a question for you i know stan's more uh he's more biased you're a little more you know Straightforward. I wouldn't yeah. say I'm biased, but well, uh, I just, ask uh, the this, is, this is for realistically. Where do you see the Yankees finishing in the division this year? Realistically, because uh, okay. we both know it's not one. First. Third. Oh yeah, I know that. It'll, it'll, I think third. I think second. But I, it's gonna I be. It. I think it's second. Close. Yeah. I think, I think it's I think Blue second. Jays win it by a long shot, and then I think Rays. And then I think I think the Yankees and Rays are going to be close. However, I think the Rays are going to win by or come in second by a few a few games. Really? Yeah. I have um, I have the Rays in fourth, and then I have okay. a tight race in second and third with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Okay. So you're, you know, you're. Just... You're all about this Red Sox team right now, so that's really uh, anti-Stano. Used to that, not used to him talking good. I, no, I, no, I have, I have the Yankees going in second and the Red Sox going in third. 
and then the Rays going in fourth, and then the Orioles win it in like fifty something games. But yeah. Orioles being the second worst team in the league. <laughs> who cares? But uh, huge, I know you're a huge Rockies guy. This is also dude. I'm wearing a Rockies shirt right now. Yeah, I bring that up. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of questions about the organization and stuff. They made a lot of moves, whatnot. Yeah. What do you, what do you see their season being like? Because I know it's not. He's a Red Sox. Uh, he's a the Sox, and you know the team's kind of bounced around. So, what do you think you're going to see at them this year, realistically? Um, you know, honestly, I could better year than last year. Um, I mean, I can I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I mean, worse. obviously we lost Story, um, <laughs> which I mean he didn't really have too good of a year. But the addition of Chris Bryant, and um, I mean, if CJ Crone could have a year like he did last yeah, year, yeah, CJ Crone, he had a huge year. And, um, I mean, if with Brendan Rodgers and Connor Joe uh, getting a full season, Ryan McMahon, uh, Jose Iglesias, I mean, plus Randall Gritchick coming over from the DJs. I mean, that is we'll huge. What will happen. I, th- and I thank, thought that was Thank you, Rockies, for getting rid of that Yankee killer. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, yeah but- I, I mean, having the Dodgers in that division, that's – definitely tough Dodgers Giants and well, Padres but I don't think the Giants are gonna I don't think the Giants are gonna win 108 games or yeah, 106 yeah. no way no way and this is what I was saying I don't think they're gonna have a repeat year but it's yeah, still a great division do you see Brandon Crawford batting 300 yeah. and no and they no, lose no I haven't seen Bart play at all so it's really you know Bart oh wait no that never mind I thought Bart did something he didn't no but <laughs> yeah but uh, I think that with that division, though, I I think that we can def. There, you got your three. You got the Dodgers, the Giants, and the Padres. You don't know what the hell the Padres are going to do after that second half collapse. I think the only addition that they I, the only addition that can come to my hurt. mind, Tatis is starting to get hurt. Did forget about that. Stay and off motorcycles, kids. Exactly, <laughs> and I love that question they asked. Did the uh, no, which one? He's digging himself a that's hole there. Yeah. Terrible, terrible response. How do you do that? Like, how do you do that? Come on. Not a good response to that. And again, like I, I feel like Machado can, you know, he didn't as well. I mean, he did a decent year at the plate, but we've seen him hit better. He's a fantastic fielder, but just completely carrying that. You know, that offense, like I said, is really built around those two guys. Him going and doing a lot of the damage early. I, I can see getting a little bit of a rut before Tatis comes back. So I can see it. Yeah, and then you got the Giants, who odds are they're not having a repeat. If they win, if they go over 90 games, I'll be impressed. But actually, no, I can definitely see them going. If they go over 95 wins, I'll be impressed. But it's just the, the analytics. I mean, Gabe Kapler, the two Met fan... Pete and Tim, you guys can, you guys can agree with me here. Gabe Kapler, when he was managing the Phillies, that guy didn't know his right from his left. Nope. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> and actually like, and now he here he is on the Giants, and he's got, and he's got a, he's got Wilmer Flores batting three hundred. Yeah, he's got Wilmer Flores He's got Brandon Crawford looking like a one of the top shortstops in the league, and then you got. Brandon Belt, Lamont Wade. Who would have thought? Oh, Evan Longoria was over there too. Evan Longoria. Yeah. Evan Longoria yeah. was back in his prime in April. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. No, there. Late night, like, 
there was nothing better. Logan Webb? Yeah, Logan Webb? And then, who else you got in that rotate? I'm blanking on... I'm blanking on the rotation, but, oh, like... Even another guy. That's really good, too. Um, I know you're talking about. You, you got Logan Webb. You have... Oh, DeSclafani. Yeah, DeSclafani. Alex Wood. And then they added Jock Peterson, which is... McCovey Cove is going to be a fucking madhouse with him. Oh, they also him. just got Rodon, too. And yeah. they just got Carlos Rodon. So, though their rotation and injuries is a big question for Rodon, but I feel like if Rodon can stay healthy and Webb is still in his form and then DeSclafani can put up a few winnings and Wood can do whatever, and then I they hit the ball well, I think... The giant, the Giants could be, they could either be really, really good, or they could be, they could just prove to us that last year was just a fluke, yeah. basically. And then you got the Dodgers, where I, I where they just, so they, they just, they just keep on adding. Yeah. They, they just keep on adding. Un underrated Dylan Batanzas, Mets legends now a Dodger. So they, we'll see how that one works out. Batanzas, so they signed, they signed Freddie Freeman, which. That would. Yeah. Uh, and so, they, I know they lost Kenley Jansen. They bring in uh, Kimbrel. Who? I mean, they bring in Kimbrel. He's not, he's he did get Kimbrel rocked. He yeah. got rocked his first spring training they have game. Trinan, who or Trinan, yeah, yeah, Trinan, yeah, Trinan. Trinan. Slide right into that role. So I mean, yeah, they're kind of all set but, up there. But um, one big question, one big question mark though this year for the Dodgers is Cody Bellinger. Yeah, and if he has some, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they got to let he him get looks. back on that. <laughs> he's got. He's trying to start hitting nukes like he did back in the day. We need MVP belly back. Yeah, it's not good. But like Will Smith has shown that he's one of the top catchers in the league. Trey Turner's so underrated. First, Trey of Turner because they lose Seager, and you could just fill in Turner now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not really losing much there. They're not losing anything. And then, I mean, you, then you got the Diamondbacks. Uh, could tell Martin's an idiot for signing that extension because he oh. was going to be big trade bait back in in. During in the summer, he was going to be big trade bait in the summer. Talked about the Rockies, where they could real, they could, they could, they won't be as bad as people think that they will be. Yeah, no, I could see that. Well, but I, I know. Uh, listen, that division could go either way, really, with those top three teams. But I want to talk more about the, uh, you know, the NL East because I know Terrence is really high in the Phillies this year. I know he sees them possibly winning the division. And, you know, again, it, it could really go any way here. You, you can see how Matt Olson, Matt Olson comes into the Braves. Now, the Braves, you know, champions last year, they lose Freeman, you bring in Olsen. It's not really losing much of a beat. Acuna comes back. The Mets adding all these people in the offseason, getting mad back shares. I know they're dealing with injuries, but that top three is going to be a little competitive, you know, a little more than we thought, obviously, with now the Phillies. But then, Terrence, I know you're really high in the Phillies. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to wonder why, but I just want to hear what you're you know, opinion on them really is. I want to. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's kind of just. I mean, obviously, they still have real need. Um, and um, I mean, I I have a feeling Alec Bones is going to have a huge year. And the addition of Castellanos, I mean, that's a, that's a big bat right. And there. Schwarber. Uh, Schwarber's on the Nationals, right? No, he's on the Phillies. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a Philly. Schwar Schwarber's on the Phillies. That. So yeah, now you, you got that outfield is. Well, I guess you could throw them DH if you want. They're trying to to prove what the Yankees did, and it didn't work. It, it it didn't work for the Yankees. 
Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, well, when you, I mean, I like looking at that team. Definitely has a lot of bats. I know the outfield defense is going to be a question because Castellanos is terrible defensively. Yeah, like the horrible. defense is the defense is going to be a huge question. I mean, I just I have a strong feeling that their offense can kind of pick it up for them. Yeah, I mean, I hate Reese Hoskins so it was much. A great question. I hate Reese Hoskins. I have my fantasy, but I hate Reese Hoskins. <laughs> That that home run trot that was like forty four seconds is just fucking ridiculous. Fuck I fucking hate Reese Hoskins. You know what? A big yeah. not not a big question, but I'm I'm curious if Wheeler can kind of have the same year he did last year. I know he he wasn't that productive with the Mets, but last year he was fantastic. For that. Last year he had a great year. He was really good. Yeah, and then I'm wondering if, if like Nola. him and Nola, yeah, you know, guys like that, they they stay hot. It's gonna be an interesting divisional race. The big the big question with them though is that bullpen. Oh yeah, 100%. Like and they signed the biggest show guards of all time, Jerry Familia. Yeah, I hate Familia. I'm so happy he's the Phillies. He's such a <laughs> Yeah, but if you if you look at the, the the division right now, I have like there are and this is with the, with most of the divisions in the league. Like I can with this extra wild card team, I can see four teams in a division just making the playoffs. Yeah. I I don't see four in this division, but maybe three. Three in this three in this division, most yeah. definitely. But then you got the then you got the NL West. If the pot if the Padres don't have a second half collapse, and then if the Giants can remain at their top form, and it's just I think in my, what I think the top the top three in the uh, in the NL East is going to be it's going to be the Braves, the Mets, and the and the Phillies. I could definitely see something like. That. I think that the Yank they're trying to do what the Yankees d- tried to do, and that was just like in '19, which was basically like slug your way through everything and just like don't worry. Like they're they felt like they were better off winning a game nine eight instead of two nothing or something yeah. like that. But now, as we, I know we were talking NL East, but if we shift over to the AL East. The Yankees best made baseball. Th- that's the best division in baseball, no, without it's a doubt. Not even close. Yeah, I don't. I'll start, and I'll I start with the Yankees. Yeah, I hate. I'll Yankees, start with the I Yankees now. Second. I get finishing second. I can, I, no, I'm un- unbiased. Take I see them finishing second too. I I think they they got better. The fans may think that they didn't get better because of the names that were available, like. Correa and Story and Freeman and Olsen, but you got you got they traded away Gary Sanchez, who was a defense. I'm not even going to say defensive liability. He was a liability. I was so so happy when they got rid of him. Yeah, I was so happy. You, I think Falef has been playing well in spring training. If he can keep that up, you know, Falef has been hitting incredible. They got that was a great addition. My hot take, my hot take for this Yankees team this year. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa leads the team in hits this year. Guy had a hundred and seven. He's a power-heavy lineup, a, so that'd I can definitely see. But he's like. But then, then they tra- they trade away Gary Sanchez. They trade away Gio Rochello as well, and then they got Josh Donaldson. I don't know if I, I love. I get it's the contract like it. for me. It, it's I, don't, the, it, I love the player, hate the contract yeah, that they the took. Contract is terrible. Oh yeah, but but you add another power bat to that lineup, which is already power heavy. 
and you know they they and then contact. I uh, definitely can see them finishing second. Didn't Austin also just got traded, right? Yes, to he the Tigers. To the Tigers and for so one of like the top prospects too. For one of the Tigers' top prospects too. Um, but this race team pays and, no one, and, and they're uh, good every year. Oh yeah, they're good every year. They're still gonna win like a hundred and nine games. Well, that's what I'm thinking. With... Do you guys think Wanda Franklin? VP caliber, yeah. Because the way the way he no. did last year, if he can continue something like that, he definitely could. Did you say no, it, Peter? I think like, I, I he just pisses me off because I think it's insane that he got a three hundred million dollar contract. He's played eighty games MLB. Like I get he's going to be like a stud, but like, dude, that's ridiculous. No, he fucking like, earned it. No, he like one eighty one for 10, 11 years, right? What was it? It was something. It wasn't. It was like more. It wasn't like a gamble thing, but it was yeah, a it, high it was deal for up. it was a high deal for the Rays, but it was like. For most teams, that's a team-friendly deal. Yeah, and I again, like last year, he batted what two eighty. I know he only had like seven bombs. He's not a huge power guy, but he was definitely getting on base a lot. And I don't know the way he plays. I could definitely see him being. A, Plus, he had a switch hitter into that lineup too. So yeah, he could be the best shortstop in that division. Uh, that just uh, oh yeah. oh yeah yeah him and, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I out of the shortstops that are in the AL East, there's no doubt in my mind that Kiner Falefa is at the bottom of that. Yeah. Because well, you, got, you got Franco, you got Bogarts, you got Bo Bichette. And you can we'll slide story there if you need. You can slide story in there if you need to. But, like, the thing, the big question mark for me with, with what the Yankees had, and I also forgot to add that they traded away Luke Voigt and then re-signed Anthony Rizzo, but what do you do with LeMahieu and Torres? That's my. Stan, I was just gonna ask you that question, honestly. And, and honestly, like I get it, you know, they bring back Rizzo and stuff. But if Rizzo's not hitting well, you know, and Lemayhu gives you that contact bat that was so consistent Le- for so long for them. I mean, I don't know. I, I think see him playing Rizzo first base. Bench. Yeah, if, that's what I'm thinking. Lemayhu at would... first, Glaber at second. Rizzo on the bench. I don't know. Rizzo like, on the bench. If or, Rizzo's or not bad, can Stanton take ten steps without hurting his leg? Can he play the outfield? Yeah, that's a huge question. Uh, I think that's, he's going to play the outfield. Then DH Rizzo. Yeah, well, let's be honest. That's that's a little bit of a liability for the Yankees. That contract, because if he can't play the outfield, come on, you're paying that much for a DH, really? I know he's a huge I power mean, guy, and he could give you fifty long bombs, but he was one now, of the guys that fucking hit for us in the wild card game. Yeah, I mean, well, well I, now with the universe of DH, we don't have to worry about when we go play an NL team. Well, no, we I, yeah, I understand that. But now it's a mix of where do you, these guys, because Lemayhu's been your consistent, I mean, let's be honest, he's been probably your most consistent hitter for a little while. Since he came to the team. Yeah, and you can't really take that out of the lineup. That's kind of a core part, so where, where are you putting him is my big question. Really. Yeah, but I think, I think with that, what did you ask? I, I just completely blanked out. What did you say? <laughs> where, where are you fitting LeMayu in that lineup is really my question. Put him in that lineup. See, Aaron Boone said on Michael K. he basically, if you look back to 19, LeMayu didn't start playing like every, like he didn't play opening day. And then he ended up finishing like fourth in MVP voting that year or something like that. So I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be a shit show to start, but once like they get once they feel comfortable with something, they're gonna stick to it. I agree. I think for the first month, month and a half, the lineup's gonna change every game, every two to three games uh, until they find what's right. Well, yeah, honestly, I can so see the same that. thing happen. 
happening with the Mets? Because, you know, where do you fit? I know Cano is just a consistent bat, but Dom Smith's batting for something in spring training, and now you want to fit him in. But say he's, you know, where, where are you well, going to fit? That, that near trade happened with the Padres. That would have been terrible. That would have been horrible. That would have been awful. 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 He played through like a torn labrum last year. It's like that's why he hit so bad. That's why he's going off. There. Yeah, I would honestly, I would, I would definitely start him at DH. I know people are saying Frank Cano is DH, but I, I'm kind of sick of Cano. He's forty something now. Let Dom Smith roll. He's got not the same. He's got a smooth swing as well. It's just fun to watch Smith play, and I want to, I want to see him and Alonzo both get some time. So I'd love to see Dom Smith just consistently play as the DH. Yeah. I want to get to the AL Central now. Actually, no. Let's talk. Actually, no. We forgot to talk Red Sox and Blue Jays, but so the Blue Jays they added they added Kevin Gosman, and they also added Matt Chapman in a oh Matt Chapman and Yusei Kikuchi. Yeah, so a team that was good is getting better, and that's a team, scary. yes, a team that won ninety four games and didn't make the playoffs is getting better. Yeah, and and now you're looking a lot at it. Better. Yeah, and and that's where we're so you're looking at it. There's a clue. Two in the MLB. Let's be honest. On paper, when you Disney look at the Dodgers, that's a clear top two. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. It's night and day because there's a huge drop off from down to three. Like, it's only on paper. We got to see how these players play, obviously. You know, Matt Chapman can still bat 210 and yeah. could struggle a little bit. But And also, how, a big, how, oh. but how scary is that for you as a Yankee fan, knowing that Sca- you're not the best team in the division anymore? <laughs> they had a chance to be the best team. They had a. I'm ba- Honestly, like, I'll take. Uh, the underdog mentality. I know the Yankees aren't like technically underdogs because, yeah, like, first, you know, the fucking you guys. Uh, yeah, it is. Like we were the heavy favorites last year and finished third in the division. Been the heavy favorites since what, 2017, 2016. It's definitely been all Yankees. 17 was a rebuild. Was technically a rebuild year. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, now tides are turning. It's got to be a little different for you guys. Weird feel, at least yeah. something new. I just, I think the best way to address it is just they just got to go out and prove it that they're the best. Who cares what like the what with what the projections say? Like yeah, the Blue Jays have a very talented team, and so do the Red Sox. And I know they're nobodies, but so do and I know they're just a bunch of nobodies in Wander Franco, but so do the Rays. So I mean, they, like that rotation got better. Like the rotation got. 10 times better than what they had last year. You got you got Gosman. You got Manoa. You have Kikuchi. And then you have a Berrios even. I almost forgot about Berrios. Like that that's a damn good fucking rotation. And they had the Cy Young last year and I think their rotation improved. <laughs> Which is insane to say cuz I completely I completely agree that I think they're, you know, they they lose this. Uh, their rotation got better. And now you're looking at yeah. that division, which is, and, and I say this as a Mets fan, like, if the Mets were in the division, no chance, no chance they make the playoffs in that division. Not even close. I don't think, I uh, maybe, maybe, but if, they, if you switch the Orioles to the Mets, do you really see the Mets winning in that division? Do you really see the Mets winning in that division? Maybe. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, "What are you talking?" Yeah, but if the Mets, um, if the Mets are that team, I mean, the, everything they face. Come on, I don't. Uh. Yeah, but that and the Red Sox too. I mean, they got story. Like, 
that's a big ad for them as well. Although, although some Red Sox news actually, they offered Devers an extension, and uh, he actually declined. Really? Wow, yeah. I guess he's trying to get more money. He's trying to get more money, but uh, we could be seeing a big free agent, Rafael Devers, out yeah. the door in Boston. Uh, but uh, you want to get to the AL Central, right? Because I want to get, I want to dive into this yes. top twenty-five list. I, I let's okay. go AL Central, and then we'll, we'll jump into this list. My dark horse team, the Detroit Tigers. I think that I, I think that they are they improve mightily. Although I know Tim, fucking, I hate you. You hate bias, well, but I mean, I don't hate bias for the reasons other people hate bias. I hate his swing and miss rate. That's the only thing, because yes. people hate his attitude. That's what I hate. I could care less about the on-field antics. I think it makes baseball more interesting. I love how he sticked up for the Mets and the Yankees and the Mets uh, series. You know, he got a little chippy. I hate his swing and miss rate. Kidding me? You can't paint a guy that much to miss that often. You know what I mean? Yeah. But watch. What I my favorite signing this year, like one of the most underrated signings in my opinion from this offseason, was Erod. And I'll tell you why. Erod is 28. He's 28 years old. And he's technically the veteran in that starting rotation. That's why. They got... It's wild. And I know you have... I know Pineda's in there too, but like... Pineda is not using his pine tar or in Seattle anymore. <laughs> but... Stick it on the neck a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But you got Erod. You got Casey Mize. Spencer Casey Turnbull, Casey Mott, Tarek Skubal, who else you got? You got, what's his name? Um, Matt Manning, like, I know Manning isn't really as big now, but he is one of the, t- was one of the top prospects in the league, and he will eventually turn into something. He's only 24 years old. And you still can't forget about Miggy, too. And you can't forget about Meggie, and you can also not forget about Spencer Torkelson. Who because is my, I'm going, and, and my Dark Horse favorite to win Rookie of the Year this year. That's all I have to say on that one. Wow. But I will I will say that uh, this a, this AL Rookie of the Year race is going to be one f- one for the books. Yeah. Oh, it's like, going to be fun to watch. I well, cannot in- remember... I got Bobby got Witt. Bobby Witt. I got Bobby Witt, no yeah. doubt. I mean, I Tim, we, we touched on it yesterday in uh, in my episode. I mean, yeah, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun race to watch. And I mean, Torque learning behind Miggy. I mean, that's 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 huge. Tough to, yeah, that's like huge. that's tough to beat. I mean, you're learning behind one of one of the best hitters in our generation. And and my. You know, Bobby Witt's obviously the favorite. You know, he's going to be generational, and all these guys are probably going to be. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying they're all going to be generational. They'll be great players. The only reason I think Torkelson could win it is the power. I mean, he hit 30, 40 bombs this year, and that could really push him ahead of the race. And that is huge for this Giants team. In not so strong division, so. Oh yeah. You know, make a big push. But I, I think this is going to be the most memorable rookie of the year race in recent memory since 2010 in the National League when it was just Buster Posey and Jason Hayward just fucking going at it. <laughs> but but I think with just with like the level of names that are well, on a, here. You, you yeah. got you got Bobby Witt. You have Adley Rushman. Uh, Julio Rodriguez. 
Torkelson, Riley Green when he gets healthy and he when when he gets out of rehab, he's gonna get called up. 100%. It it it's gonna be memorable. But also I do wanna touch I do I do wanna touch up on we basically did talk about the Royals. All there really is to talk about is Bobby Wood. That's but uh <laughs> the twins the Minnesota twins they got they got the prize shortstop. They got Carlos Correa. This was a shocker. And I I like the player Correa. I think he's a very well-rounded shortstop. He's you know great, but I can I think we can all agree. And he just guts. I don't like him at all. I don't like him. I don't I don't like him. I think he did only sign a three-year deal. So I mean, after this three years. Yeah, you'd never know with that. And that's what usually, well, you know who he signed as an agent during the lockout was Scott Boris. And usually with Boris clients, they usually go for, like, those low deals, and then they play, and then they play well, and then they get their then they get their fucking bag. Yeah, they're going for bridge contracts, which is, you know, something you kind of see a lot in, I don't know, baseball, but definitely in, like, hockey and some other sports. You have that a lot where they're going to prove themselves and go get the deal. That's what I mean, Conforto that's what Bauer did, too. Yeah. But and also, now moving on, moving on with the Cleveland. With I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this quick as J-Raz possible. J. Ram just, J. Ram just signed with the uh, yep. extend with ex- extension with the Guardians. It was a trying was, to get the num, trying to get the numbers right was now. Five years, right? Was it five years? Five years, hundred twenty-four million dollar contract. It's a very team-friendly deal. I think that. Still, though, he's one of the top. Oh, oh but he's in my top twenty-five. Like, yeah, well, I, well. I won't lie. Like, yeah. he's and he's very high up there for me. And I think that and he's one of those guys that's always going to be in the MVP conversation. Oh yeah, no doubt. And I, I think uh, it's a deal for them. Yeah, uh, the White Sox. They got they got AJ Pollock. Well, do we have an update on Lynn's injury? I didn't see anything yet. I don't know. If he's out for a, he's out for a few weeks, I think. Just a few it's weeks. It's not that it, like four it, weeks. It looked bad. That's all I have to say. Oh really? Okay. He kind of just got up and they just got off the mound, so he didn't look great. But I'm yeah. glad. So, but like that. Well, because now I'm thinking, I, parents, if you were to power rank your top ten teams in baseball, where are you putting the Whites in that ranking? Because yeah. The lineup's built so well. I mean, he's on value. Tim Anderson's great. Jimenez in the outfield. Where are you really putting them in that top ten? I know where you have them. You had four or five yeah, in that range. Yesterday, I had them at three. Yeah, So, Ooh. and I think I had them at five. So, where would you put them in the top ten? I don't know. Probably around like that. Because, like, they're in... Like, last year, they were in, like, such, like, a bad division. And I feel like people didn't really, like, give them enough credit. And with the teams in the AL East, you, you already got f- four top teams in the AL with the, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Rays. I think that I think that they're in like the seven six ish. Okay, that's it, seven I to six. Think, I think they're a pretty good, well rounded team. So they're they're exciting to watch. I agree. Yeah, but uh, moving on now. Like I said, trying to get this done as quickly as possible. Uh, the AL West, the Astros—they lose Correa. They don't really get anyone. The, the one that I can think of off the top of my head is uh, Nico Goodrum. 
I guess he's going to be their shortstop. But maybe Bregman has a bounce back year, hopefully. So Bregman could have a bounce back year. I mean, he's Kyle just, Tucker is Kyle Tucker's amazing. Yeah, I love Kyle Tucker. and I'll say this again: he's in my top twenty-five players. I think he's he I, he's in he, he's in mine. He's in mine. But he's not. They have a I little think, bit higher than you guys would expect. But he's in my top. He's, yeah, he's definitely in my top thirty. Yeah. Okay. But, but yeah, you got Altuve had had a had somewhat of a good year, and then you got Jordan Alvarez, who's just a pot power machine. A team that is in big question: the Seattle Mariners. There are a lot of team. There are a lot of teams in this division with a lot of question marks. But I think that. The Mariners, I know that they are these notorious losers, but I think this, I think I, this is the year for them. I think this is the year. They're going to have a good year, in my opinion. They got the reigning Cy Young in, in Robbie Ray. They took advantage of the, Ray, the Reds' fire sale and got both Winker and Suarez. You got Mitch Hannon. Winker and Suarez. It's such a righty-heavy uh, um, division. I mean, Winker yeah. was hitting off righties too. So oh yeah, I, I think, and then I think this is his spot. And then they got Adam Frazier. I love then, Adam Frazier. I think he's undervalued. He's he had player. a bad, He had a good. He had a good first half of the Pirates, and then he went to the Padres, and that collapse happened, and he but didn't really do too well. I think if he can find his bat again, he's he's just a great average guy, you know. And he he get help on that lineup. <laughs> Next up, we got the Texas Rangers. They made some moves. They have a half a billion dollar infield in Marcus yeah. Simeon and Corey Seager. And that's probably about it. Yeah, I, I don't... mean <laughs> They got Adolis Garcia, but he's a very he's he's a three possible outcome player. They got Mitch Garver in a deal. So I mean Garver is also another like three possible outcome hitter. So like their rotation, like their pitching doesn't impress me. Like no, not at all. Their, their top guy is John Gray. Not that's yeah. That's not a, that's not like a playoff rotation when you look at it. Yeah, it's, it it just isn't. But I think that it's almost kind of like what the Padres did when they signed Manny Machado. Yeah. Because when the Padres signed Manny Machado, I was like, what the f-? like they're not even competing. And then the next year, here comes Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. They're like the best right side in, best right side infield, left side infield, excuse me, in in the entire in the entire league. That so I wouldn't say this year would be a good year for the Rangers, but I think the future is very bright. Do you yeah. guys think Move Simeon it. has a repeat year? Uh, Does. I don't. Healthy, I yeah. think. I think he does if he stays healthy. Yeah, I think he has somewhat of a similarly a similar year, a little bit worse than last year. Yeah, definitely not. That's tough high. to repeat, but yeah. I think I think he still has a good year. And then uh, moving on with the Los Angeles Angels, the Angels that got game? they got they got they got two of the best players in baseball. I mean, now, do you? And this is this is my okay. I know me and Stearns kind of stand on the same ground here. I'm listen. I'm all for show. Hey, I love how like, the showmanship of it. I love how it brings fans. But do you feel that people kind of overvalue him as a player? I know he's he's a decent pitcher and he's a great power bet, but his ERA isn't anything special. And you know, I, 
he had one bad game, and it was against the Yankees, and he gave up like five runs in the first. I don't think he even threw a full inning. Well, no, but he pitched last year. His ERA was three something. It had to be toward. Yeah, but but it was like in no, but before that Yankee game, it was in like the low twos or the. It was either it was like a two something, but it was like very. I think it was like a two ten. I listen. And then, I get it. But he's a great player. But I feel like people are overvaluing him after one season. If that you know what I mean? Because I, I so basically he's the best player in baseball, and I just don't agree with that. I don't agree that he's the best player. I think he's. I'll I'll admit it right now. My one two on the list is Trout Otani. Yeah. No. It's not even close to mine. So, but, yeah, I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. He's not even in my top ten. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's not mine either. <laughs> I, Holy he shit. Had, he had, I, he's a good player. I will admit that. I, he had one good year. And, I mean, yeah. if – listen, if, if he does – if he has the exact same year again this year, he will definitely break Great. my top ten, maybe yeah, my top five as well. Yeah, he'll gain more respect, wow. but I just think – what I saw from him wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Like, basing it all off, which is, this is why I have him. He had a great year, so he's going to be in my top 15, but he's not a top five player for me yet. He just isn't. Wow. Uh, we're going to, uh, what was I going to say? They added a lot of pitching. They got Noah Syndergaard, and they have, already have one of the top closers in the league in Rysel Iglesias, and then they added Ryan Tapara to that bullpen. A big question mark for me, not only is it the starting pitching, but it is how Anthony Rendon performs. Because he has had... He's not living up to that contract, number one. And number two, he's had two very down years. Especially for... Yeah. And then the A's, they just fucking... (laughs) The A's just went on a fire sale. They got rid yeah. of everyone and everything and decided that well, we were close but weren't close enough. Let's restart. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll we'll see we'll we'll see in five years. Uh, yeah, but uh, moving on with the our final division, we got the NL the NL Central. It's a two team race. It's it's the it's the pirate it, not the Pirates the Cardinals and the Brewers. I think Brewers win the division personally, but I could see it going both ways. I think they're just a better team overall. And they got the pitching. Like yeah. there's no there's no doubt in my mind that 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 three headed monster of Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta is just ridiculous. It's it's unfair. Well, and then they got Devin Williams. Like it's no, they're and if Yelly has hopefully. a good year, exactly. Yeah, hopefully Devin Williams doesn't punch a wall like he did last time, <laughs> and then. They did add Hunter Renfro, though. Well, I mean, listen, I, the team I like, I, I like the Cardinals. I like, you know, they have Arenado, they have Goldschmidt. I just don't think their staff. What is it led by Wainwright? Still, he's forty-one. I just don't think that's good enough. For the yeah, well, they do have Jack Flaherty. They do have Jack. But Flaherty. Isn't it, he's out for the year, though, right? Or, no, I, I don't think he's out for the year. About that, he, he, but he is up- hurt. Yeah, he's, he's done for a little while. Uh, what is um, it? You know, I, I kind of want to jump into this Bleacher yeah. Report Top 25. This list okay. came out two days ago, and I, I just... There's a couple things I have that are just I'm not too, you know, happy with on this list. Yeah, we covered uh, it yesterday in our episode, and yeah. we just we went on a tear about yeah. it. Uh, if Bleacher Report's going to have show, you know, Shohei up at... Would they have Shohei at one? 
Uh, I believe they, so. Uh, no, they'd show at two. They'd solo at one. If you're gonna have one, uh, you show yeah. at number two, and you're basing off all three. Yeah. yeah, bets at three. How do you have Vlad Guerrero Jr. as the 22nd best player in baseball? And it's Freddie just, Freeman at 11. At like, 11. Like these, these are things. I get it. It's not. It's not even including these injured guys too. You, and I just. It's some of these things just don't make sense to me. It just. They just don't. I mean, Bobachet at 24. How? <laughs> How are these guys so low? Kyle Tucker at uh. three. And if these are all based off last year, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, you know, Mookie Betts had, didn't have a great year last year. How is he at three? He, you batted, know, and, he batted 260, and uh, Vladdy batted, what, like, three, it was like 311 or something like that? And yeah. If it's just based off last year, how is Betts three and Vladdy's 22nd? Yeah. And I just, listen, I don't get it. And Bleacher Report has this thing saying Mike Trout isn't number one player in baseball. You know, they're saying, what is this, 2011? Are you kidding me? He didn't play last year. He got hurt. When this man plays, he's night and day the best player in baseball. I am I such an idiot. Time out. I am such an idiot. I forgot to put Mookie Betts on my list. <laughs> oh. Well, now that we're looking off this list, it's not great. So I want to I wanna run down the list. Terrence, we, we had you on as our guest. I would like you, you know, why don't you go down what you had? You know, because my list isn't including injured players. Yours is. So why don't you run down? What, okay. So from 1 to 25 or 25 to 1? Let's uh, let's go twenty five to one. Let's start. Let's start to one. Shall I start with my honorable mentions? Yeah, why don't you go we bring right it ahead? Go with the okay. One. So, honorable mentions, which I had four. I had Austin Riley. All right. I Patel Marte. Okay. Tim Anderson. All right. And Bo Bichette. Wow. Okay. So now coming in at twenty five, I Paul Goldschmidt. 24, Marcus Simeon. 23, Matt Olson. 22, Corbin Burns. 21, Rafael Devers. 20, Corey Seager. 19, Machado. 18, Correa. Now here's where you guys are not not going to agree one bit. 17, I had Shohei Otani. You know what, Terrence? It's not even far from where I had him. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> wow. That's not far at all from where I had him. 16, I had J-Rom. All right. 15, I had Garrett Cole. Okay. I had him at 15 as well. Yeah. Uh, 14, Nolan Arenado. Uh, where am I? 13, Walker Bueller. 12, Mookie Betts. 11, Fernando Tatis. Ooh, wow. 10, Trey Turner. Number 9, Aaron Judge. 8, Acuna. 7, Max Scherzer. 6, Bryce Harper. 5, I have Vladdy. You're right. 4, Freddie Freeman. 3, Juan Soto. Two, Jacob DeGrom, and one, Mike Trout. Okay, yeah. okay. So, I had to fix a few things, because I forgot to put Moogie Betts on there like a, like yeah. a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, I went with, I got, at my honorable mentions are going to be Paul Goldschmidt, 
Yep. And Jose Altuve. Oh, okay. So, number 25, I got Kyle Tucker. I got Matt Olson. Yep. Rafael Devers. Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm. Corey Seager. Walker Bueller. I'm not high on Walker wow, Bueller. Really? I'm not, I'm not high on him. Okay. I'm not high on Walker Bueller. Okay. 19, 19 I got Manny Machado. All right. 18, Marcus Semien. Okay. 17, Nolan Arenado. 16, I got Carlos Correa. Okay. 15, I got Garrett Cole. 14, Trey Turner. 13, Jose Ramirez. 12, Max Scherzer. Number 11. Anyway, Aaron Judge. Number 10, I got Freddie Freeman. I I got Judge at 11, yeah. Number 10, I have Freddie Freeman. Number 9, I have Mookie Betts. 8, I have Bryce Harper. 7, I have Acuna. Number six, I have Fernando Tatis. Five, I have Vladdy. Four, DeGrom. And then my top three, from three to one, Soto, Otani, and Trout. Okay. I mean, we agreed a lot on the back end. Uh, our picks yeah. were kind of close. Um, okay, well, mine didn't include injured players. To my knowledge, I may have added one by accident, but I don't think so. So my honorable mention list is just a little bit longer than yours. Uh, DeGr- Tatis, Albies, Tuve, Elgarts, Lynn, Lynn Robbie Ray, Paul Goldschmidt, and Matt Olson. So my 25 is Wander Franco. Uh, 24 is Tim Anderson. 20 like Mac Wheeler. 20 Machado. 21 uh, Simeon. I have 20 Nolan Arenado. 19 18, Dever. 17, I have Shane Bieber. Ooh, 16, I have Kyle wow. Tucker. 16, I have Kyle Tucker. I kind of... I was so split here, I couldn't... So I went 15 and a half. I have Walker <laughs> Bueller. 15 is Shohei. 15 and a half. <laughs> 15 is Shohei for me. Um, this may be a little high, but I have 14 is Bo Bichette. I have Burns at 13. I have Garrett Cole at 12. Judge at 11, Ram at 10, and Mad Max at 9, Betts at 8, Harper at 6, Acuna 5, Trey Turner is number 4 for me. Wow. Juan Soto 3, Juan Soto 3, Vlad 2, Mike Trout 1. Wow. Okay. Wow. I love I I love Trey Turner so much. And it me may too. be the shortstop bias. That's why he's bias. number 10. Yeah, and it may be the shortstop bias for me. Late shortstop. But I love the way Trey Turner plays, and if he was a Met, I would love that. I would love him over Lindor, and I know that's going to grind Peter's gears, but I would 100% take him over Lindor any day of the week. I would love Turner over Correa for the Yankees any day of the week. Yeah. That's mine. Well, I mean, listen, the top 25 in baseball is hard, especially with injuries and pitchers and stuff. But I honestly, when people say Mike Trout isn't a top three player in baseball, I just think they watch baseball. Like yeah, I I question if they do. Like, can we, can we agree on that? Because like he's 
He's a top. He's a top five player in the sport. And, and no, he's a top two player in the sport. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> if he's not one, he's definitely two. Hey, that like he's, I, it's, it's ludicrous to me. That's that's all I have to say on that. But opening yeah. day is coming. All right. Up. So opening want, day is coming up. Yes. This is Yankees pushed up. back to Friday. All yeah, right. that's tough. What do you guys think the World Series is going to be? Give me an AL pick and an NL pick. Realistically, the Blue Jays. I also got the Blue Jays from the yeah. AL. Yeah, Tim and I talked about this yesterday as well. Um, we both we both had Dodgers Blue Jays, and I. It's going to be the same for you, Stan. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a given at this point. Which I mean, it's it's baseball. Who knows? Things could change. Dodgers. Who knows? Could not yeah. make it. Uh, no, one hundred percent. You know, but those are my picks right now. I I do want to do a little more research and come up with like an an in depth uh, answer. But from paper, those those are my picks right now. Yeah. All right. Well. You know, a lot of baseball talk. We got a couple more things to cover. I want to just talk a little bit of hockey before we go to golf because, you know, tomorrow's a big day. Masters start. Yeah. Masters start tomorrow. Tomorrow, you know, big day. But before we get into uh, some golf talk, I just want to talk a little hockey because obviously, you know, season's coming to an end. And the Rangers are sitting pretty, pretty, uh, you know, really pretty right now. They're second in the Metropolitan, 96 points. Huge. I know, two yep. behind Carolina. They're, what are they now? They're fifth in the league. So, you know, Terrence, you're, you're a Ranger fan. You're excited now. I am. When, when you see a playoff matchup, Rangers-Pittsburgh is probably what it's going to end up being. And maybe it changes. Maybe they end up playing Boston or someone in the first round. What do you, you, know, you, you want to see out of this Rangers team going to the playoffs? I know they're young. They've got speed. they got a little bit. They have some depth now. They have scoring, goaltending. But in the playoffs, it's a completely different game. So what, what do you want to see out of these young yeah. guys when they get to the playoffs? Um... I mean, I just want to see them play comfortable, play yeah. clean, clean defense, clean offense. Because um, I feel like the biggest thing in any sport is once you get to the playoffs, you know, um, people kind of get anxious, they get nervous, um, and it's just such a fast game. It's so easy to just get caught up um, and just make mistakes. But um, yeah, I just want to see the Rangers play good, clean defense, score some yeah. goals, and uh, beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, and this is coming from an Islander fan, so it's going to be, you know, obviously this is unbiased. I hate the Rangers, but I, yeah. like the, I like the way they're built. I love their depth. I love their youth. They got good speed. They got good chemistry. But, you know, these younger guys going to the playoffs, if they play against a seasoned vet team like Pittsburgh, you got to, you know, it's a completely different game, playoff hockey. It's going to be more chippy. There's going to be more structural defense. And the one thing is I just think they these young guys, they can't, you know, get all caught up in the moment and they can't, you know, collapse and they just have to keep with the structure of what has been working. Because I've seen too many times where these younger teams, when it gets to playoff time, you know, these young players, they don't, it's not that they forget how to play. It's like you said, they get all caught up, they get lost in the moment and things go by them. So it's, it's really, you know, keep a straight focus. And uh, I think they could be successful to be honest with you. Yeah. And I mean, it, just like you said, playing, uh, playing a, like a veteran team like Pittsburgh, I mean, Sidney Crosby, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> anything can happen. The, he's so. been to the playoffs so many times. I mean, we'll see. So, yeah. I mean. yeah. Well, you know, 
I mean, the Islanders obviously took a, this is a step back here for them. They've had a couple injuries. It was off here. So we'll see them come, you know, bounce back next year. Hopefully more comfortable start with a fresh arena. Matty B uh, stays healthy all year. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That defense stays healthy. It should be, should be interesting next year, but I don't think the, this year is for them. What yeah. I, I really want to get into is the Masters coming up. So I know you wanted to talk to your golf. I Earlier, Oaks' pick was he Brooks kept going, and we're all we're all Brooks guys here. He, he's yeah, not we my... all love we all love Brooks. Yeah, oh, we're a bunch of Brooks guys, but he's not my pick. I, I, I you know, when I look at that, I there's so many guys you can pick from. I don't know if Brooks is going to come out with it. I just I, I want to I want you to give me a couple guys that you you would watch out for when you're watching this this Masters. Um, I mean, it's tough. Just like you said, there's so many guys to pick from. Um, like I said yesterday, uh, when we talked on on the pod, I mean, I, I'm a big Cameron Smith guy too. Um, however, I mean, you can't you can't really count out Tiger in these big in these big tournaments. I know. Um, and uh, Shoffley, Scheffler, I mean, some big name guys. It'll be Justin it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. JT, DJ. I know. Um, and, and John Rom too. Right? John Rom especially. And I like, you know, you've seen like guys like Bubba have done it before. They've gone out and they've yeah. won. So I just I like seeing that there's a whole mix, you know, this is all over the place. You can you really don't know what's gonna happen. I'm just excited to watch Tiger play, especially after that crash. Oh you know? me too. definitely. Can't wait for Tiger. The fact that he's back on the course is just so Stan, you know, I was asking Terrence what his if you give me a couple guys you want to watch in this Masters that you look out for, because I know Oaks picked Brooks. I don't know if Brooks is your pick, but five guys you would you know see could have a big splash here. Brooks was definitely my pick. I love Brooks, but definitely I got five. You said five, right? Yeah, just, just roll well, some names. One, one, no doubt, is Ty- Tiger Woods. I think everyone's watching that. Yeah. I think that's everyone's watching that. that. There's no doubt. Yeah. Definitely take a look at Dustin Johnson as well. This one's my dark horse. I like Max Homa. Ooh. He's going to make the cut. I love Max Homa. He's definitely going to make the cut at some point. And then US guy. who else we got? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll pick some international people. Hang on. I mean, yeah, you know uh, uh, Matsuyama. Yeah, Matsuyama. I, you I can't like really... watching him play, too. There's so many guys. Pat Reed, you got to watch out for. Like Rory. I said, Bubba Wata. Scotty. Abram Anser, you got to watch. Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, Cantley. I John Rahm as well. Like Morikawa. Like there's so many. <laughs> no, Matt, and even Matt, you know McElroy. You you yeah. It, this is listen. Golf is I. It's it's and I play. You know when I play, it's it's just how your day goes. You know, because obviously yeah. It, it's one of those sports. It's like it's not, I don't want to say streaky, but it's more just you could have the best game of your life or the worst. It doesn't matter how good or bad you are. You know what I mean. And it also changes hole to hole. You could you could go out shoot a shoot an eagle, right? One hole, next hole you can double par. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I know it's all over the place. Oh, Garcia, yeah. I can. These are another name. You know, you yeah. gotta watch out for Simpson. But I do um, want to talk about bets. I got props, baby. I got props. All right, let me let's let's run through them. Let's run through your uh, props for this. First off, of course. I have Tiger Woods to make the cut at plus one twenty. Oh, that's just a given. I would put four hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, on you gotta, you gotta take that. I think he might that's win a it. Given. I think he might win it. 
let's be honest. He will definitely be in there. If he wins it, that'll be incredible. I mean, Cameron Smith's my pick, but I mean, yeah, it's a good one. I got definitely gonna go with Russell Henley in the top. Makes the top twenty. All right, he's gonna make the top twenty, and then my last one is going to be Victor Hovland makes the top ten. Oh, wow. You know, that's I, interesting. No, those are pretty good picks. I haven't put anything down. I'm, I'm really with that Tiger making the cut 100%. I feel like the odds are a little... I feel like it should be given at this point. Um, I, I'm going to butcher the name, but Siwoo Kim, I think that's how you pronounce it. Siwoo Kim. I, I was debating between him and uh, Henley. To put the, I might... I might I might drop a little few on Siwoo Kim. I might put a little bit on Siwoo Kim. Top 20. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And, I mean, honest to God, right here, right now, I'm saying this, I wouldn't be surprised if Bubba Watson wins this. Bubba, Bubba Watson wins this. I just have such a gut feeling he's he's done that's, more. That's going to suck for next year because I hear the that his, food, like, food, I hear his, 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 <laughs> like, like a grilled chicken breast. Like, grilled chicken. <laughs> Like, whatever food you want, this man's like, yeah, just give me grilled chicken and some cornbread. Like, yeah, come on, Bubba. Oh, Bubba, man, hey, that's, a a t- that's man. tough. I love that. I know. Dude, you, you gotta go with the steak, and that's what Matsuyama did, and that was... Yeah, and he also had the sushi yeah. and, like, all of that the stuff. The sushi? So. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's hysteric. That's, like, I, I don't think there's, like, nothing better, like, with, like, perks than winning the Masters. You get a fucking yeah. jacket. You get to pick the di- You get to pick the dinner. <laughs> I know it's. You like, get to. It's really. It's like you know. If I had that jacket, I think my life would be complete. First of all, I would just <laughs> want to put that out there. I'd wear it everywhere. Every everywhere I went. I would <laughs> oh yeah. One hundred percent. But listen, I love watching the Masters, and it's fun to gamble on. So it should be an interesting uh, few days. Should especially. should be fun. My first time ever gambling on golf. Wow. And then I mean, tomorrow's, you... tomorrow's gonna be my first time ever gambling on baseball. Wow. I don't even know, you know, I don't know what to do. Well, we gotta go, we gotta get Aiden on here at one point. Aiden is a huge golf gambler. He's big and yeah. he's big on the hole bet, so he'll he'll go hole hole. But he's he likes taking player props and and you know big props for golf. So we'll get him to talk a little bit on here. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm no longer a betting man, but uh, yeah. So I don't I don't really have have any any <laughs> wow. props here, yeah. but yeah. Boom. Boom. Yeah, I, we we talked masters. That pretty much covers covers everything. Stan, you got a you got a fun fact of the day to wrap this up. Fun fact, fun facts of the day. Terrence Very fun. Oh, he's out. Okay. Well, thank you, Terrence, was... for coming on. <laughs> but, <laughs> Very uh... fun episode with our twofer. Definitely very fun. Can a cow run fast? Though I've never clocked one of our. Though a cow has never been clocked. I would guess they could run up to 15 or 20 miles an hour, although they would not run that fast for that long. All right, fun very fact of the day. Cows can run. A great very episode. fun episode. Two fun guests. We will see you soon, probably next week, hopefully Monday. I'm starting yeah. to think of a thing where we could do a series recap for baseball Yeah. and go, by, go uh, series by series. Well, we can do you, that. When you get back, we'll be able to do it in person. I, go home, I come back Wednesday. So All yeah, right, when, so when we were Wednesday. Perfect. Wednesday, let's fucking do it. All right, see you, see guys, you Wednesday. Uh, see you Wednesday, and uh, we'll catch you on the floor. Peace out.